Hello and welcome to The Root Cellar. This is where we talk about living an old-fashioned life in a modern world. I'm Jolene, here with Andrea. Hello. And today we're going to talk about a hot topic near and dear to the hearts of many, parenting. Ooh. But first, let's talk about our week. Yeah, What's so... What's going on on the farm? A couple of podcasts ago I mentioned how wonderful winter had been. There'd been no snow, no freezing, just lovely. Well, <laughs> that's all changed. If anybody <laughs> knows of anything, what's going on in the Pacific Northwest right now, we've had a ton of snow, freezing rain, uh, icy roads, which have kept us at home. So again, Jolene and I are teachers, and so yeah. we've had... Yeah, before all this kind of started, I was like, oh, I love snow days. Any excuse to yeah. stay home? That's not to say that I don't want to be with kids at school. I like school, but I also like to be at home in my pajamas. So, yeah, so snow days yeah. are usually something it we It sounded look great to, until yes. there were four of them. Yeah, yeah. and plus some <laughs> like late starts. And mm-hmm. so that just, so if you work in education, you know snow days can be lovely. Mm-hmm. However, it throws your whole schedule, not only your lessons, but the kids are all like right. crazed because their schedules aren't normal. And it's, and all they want to yeah. do is look out the window and see if they're going to get sent home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think we're going to have another snow day? Is there going to yeah. be another? Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. it's snowing. Yeah. Like it's been snowing for days. Yes. It's not changing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's a little bit rough. But being at home has also been a bit rough. Yeah, it's a challenge. Friday morning, the kids were up like three seconds before me. Three seconds, really? Yeah, probably something like that. I'm usually up, (laughs) but because of the snow, our dogs have been in the house all the time. And they normally sleep in a dog house and they're fine, but they slept in the hallway. So I had the door closed and normally have the door open. So I didn't hear them. Gabriel comes in and he says, Mom, the... All the Valentines are ruined. And I'm like, what? So I go out there and they've taken them all apart. All that hard work. Oh my gosh. I had a major like mommy meltdown and I was like slamming dishes around in the Throwing your own tantrum over. Yeah, I was throwing a tantrum as I was like unloading the dishwasher and putting the breakfast dishes. And I'm like, I don't like anybody. I don't want to talk to you. And Caleb's like, your my husband. Hus- my husband comes out and he's like, I would be terrified if I was your kid. I'm like, you should be terrified if you're my husband. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> All over the stupid Valentines. But I, yeah. But is, is it, I think it tends to be those small little things yeah. that are the most aggravating and irritating. Like oh, unexpected, yes. really trivial, but super irritating i know because it took so long and gabriel had to write his own name because he's about to go to kindergarten and he really struggles he's not very dexterous so that's a big struggle for him to write and it was like pulling teeth to get him to write his name 15 times and rhiannon was trying to write she just wrote an r which is fine that's great but it, I don't, it was just well, kudos I, to you. I was too. Yeah. I was just too like not into it to even make Charlie write his name. I'm like, screw it. I'm just writing Charlie on all of them. I didn't even write yeah. to each individual kid. I just wrote from your friend, <laughs> <laughs> or to my friend. It said to my friend. to my friend to from my Charlie. Friend. <laughs> yeah, like I don't even want to look at the list. But it, yeah, it wasn't about the Valentines. It was about the fact that we'd been cooped up in the house yeah. too much, is yeah. what it was. And because my husband was here, he left. He just left again, which is sad. But when he's here, then our bedroom becomes his office. And I, when I get overwhelmed, I hide in my bed. That was not okay (laughs) because the bed is in the background of his like webcam. And he's talking to his boss sometimes on his webcam. And I, I, so you have no place to hide. So I had no sanctuary. 
And I told him that too. You took my sanctuary away. And he's <laughs> like, I'm just trying to work. I'm like, I know. Okay, just leave me alone. <laughs> but yeah. it's the snow, man. Well, living out, I mean, you live where you live too. It's hard to access things. Where we are, there was one day where people were getting stuck along our road and no one was getting out. Snow plows didn't make it till afternoon and it, mm-hmm. it was just chaos. Um, luckily, we have some wonderful neighbors that helped us actually plow our drive and everything. But yeah, being stuck and it's just snowing and cold and your kids are running around. Right, when usually you'd send them outside. Yeah, and it, some days it's just been too cold, so they haven't been able to go outside. And luckily, it's been warmer the last few days, so they've been sledding and playing outside more. But still, mm-hmm. it was bitter. Of, yeah, bitter cold for a couple days. It's been a lot of inside time together, mm-hmm. and it gets a little tiring. And the right. kids, you know, I don't want them watching TV all day. I don't want to be watching TV all day. Everybody just gets kind of stir crazy, mm-hmm. um, which is hard. But then again, we're talking about kind of that pioneer spirit. And I yeah. think back to, could you imagine? living out on the prairie in some sod little cabin Mm-mm. with a ton of kids. That sounds like literal hell. <laughs> <laughs> a little colder, I think, but I yeah. Know, I know, like we, we should be count ourselves lucky that we actually did get out of the house a couple times because yeah. we have a four-wheel drive pickup. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But I mean, could you imagine like living for months in some places uh-uh. in the snow, cold, isolated? Uh-uh. Yeah, and your animals are freezing to death or you have them in the house with you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you bring the goats yeah. inside, imagine. Ugh. It'd already be just like this damp, nasty, cold, mm-hmm. ugh, just the miserableness yeah. of that is yeah. just awful. Things I hate, cold, damp, mm-hmm. smelly. Ugh. Yeah, and it's interesting. I think back to those times too, and I don't think people spent so much time thinking about things as we do maybe because they didn't, they had... Well, there wasn't so a choice. and There's they not a choice. And so like parenting was parenting, yeah. but now... We have all these different types of parenting. Yes. Which yes. is kind of crazy. Um, I was looking at, I mean, I, I know all these terms. I've heard them before and like basically know, but I was reading an article um, on psychology today and it was talking about some different types of parenting. Oh, so would do you tell. Like to hear? I would. Okay. So. Well, first of all, like, were you like an eager parent to be like, oh, what kind of parent am I going to be? And oh, what? Do- yes. Yes. I didn't really think about it that much. I grew up in such a big family that I was like, oh, yeah, I have a kid. Okay. Like, oh. I didn't really think about it. In the much. same way that all I ever wanted to be was a teacher, all I ever wanted to be was mommy. That it was so important to me. It's like my life's purpose is to be a teacher and to be a mom. And <clears throat> I nannied a little bit before, and I, and I was, you know, already a teacher before I was yeah. a parent. I didn't, my first child was born when I was 27, and I felt like that was kind of late. But, um, because I wanted them so bad. So I felt yeah. like I should have had them earlier, but I never met my husband until I was 26. Um, but I read everything because I wanted to do everything right. And then you get this little baby yeah, and they, they don't do everything right. <laughs> you know, they don't <laughs> like you're trying to do it right. And they're not all about my, I even talked to my mom about this once and she said the same thing happened with me. She said, that there was a moment when she realized, like, even as an infant, I was a person. Yeah. I wasn't just her baby. I was another person with my own opinions about <laughs> things, even when I was just tiny. Like, I wanted to eat when I wanted to eat, not when it was convenient. Yeah. Those kind of things. And my diaper was dirty when it was dirty, not because yeah it was time for it to be dirty. And especially my mom being a very, like, scheduled kind of person, that I think that was hard for her. And then I come along and 
So then Gabe came along. Yeah, so Gabriel came along, and he's all active and busy, and and I couldn't get him to behave when I wanted him to behave, even though I'd read everything about it. So anyway, I just keep reading more about being a parent. I think now we've kind of figured out that he probably has an attention disorder, and I, I have coping skills, like he has to look me in the face and repeat the yeah. instructions and those kind of things. Um but so, anyway, back to these types of parents that I was reading about. Uh, a lot of them are named after animals. We've got tigers, we've got jellyfish, we've got dolphins. Interesting. Yeah, so tigers are very um, authoritarian, and that means they um, make decisions for their kids, kind of. There's been quite a bit written on the tiger. On the tiger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot written on the tiger. Very protective. Yeah. Um, driven, mm-hmm. pushing their kids to be mm-hmm. driven. Yeah. Pushing, like want their kids to excel, want their kids to like almost sometimes living vicariously yeah. through them, wanting them to be good at sports and have good grades and do all these things. Yeah. Um, and then the jellyfish, as you can imagine, is the opposite. They're just permissive. They're just kind of there. Um, they let their kids do whatever they want most of the time. Um, and what, what's been shown to kind of happen with those kind of permissive parents is, uh, that the kids don't have any impulse control. Yeah. Um, which my child doesn't have any impulse control. And I sometimes I think, like, am I just, is it because I'm not giving him enough structure? Um, but I actually think he literally doesn't have impulse control. Yeah. And he's also five. Yeah. He once, yeah. <laughs> well, when he was three, he was helping me make jam once and he licked the pot Ooh. on the stove. Oh, geez. <laughs> I'd rip him away from there and I'm screaming because I think his tongue is going to like come off. Like the skin is going to slough off his tongue and it, it was okay. Like he did it so quick that he was fine, but I'm screaming and freaking out. And he's like, like freaking the headlights, out probably like, because you're freaking out. Then, yeah. Freaking out. And I'm like putting ice on his tongue and, and then he was fine. I'm like, Gabriel, why did you do that? And he's like, I don't know, but that's always what it is. I don't, I don't know. He always seems like he's in a daze. Like he doesn't, understand why but and then the dolphin parent everybody should be a dolphin i think a dolphin is a mix um they're authoritarian sometimes more authoritative which is a little less intense it's more like giving directions instead of edicts i guess and giving healthy choices yeah and healthy choices which that's a fun parenting trick i also do this to my husband (laughs) (laughs) you give them the choices that are acceptable. So yes. it's like, would you like peanut butter or a ham sandwich for lunch? The answer is you're having a sandwich. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not making macaroni and cheese right now. Yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah, I do that to my husband too. I do it. Actually, I'll say after dinner, I'll say, would you like to do the dishes or the bath? <laughs> I hate giving the kids baths. So he does that and I do the dishes and everybody's happy. But if I didn't say that, he would choose the couch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so healthy choices. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, that's a dolphin parent or wife. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we've got the, uh, these other ones. I think most people are familiar with the helicopter parent. Always at, there. At least educators are the yes. helico- always there hovering, watching, um, judging. Yes. <laughs> Um, but this one's kind of fun. This is one I've only heard. I heard this one about a year ago. The lawnmower parent. Yeah, this was new to me. So yeah, I love this one. I think it's great. The lawnmower parent 
just destroys all obstacles. They clear a path. <laughs> it's like helicopter parent on steroids. Like they're not only right there, they're in front of you taking care of it. So Which the kid never has to overcome any obstacle on their own. No, they just walk on their nice little neat green path. Um, so this reminds me of a friend I had who's a college professor. And he was telling me once how, um, how parents of college students would be emailing him saying things like, can you explain to me why my kid got a C on your, on your midterm? <laughs> and he's like, well, no, I can't. I'm not permitted to discuss student because in college, the professors really are not permitted to discuss anyone unless it's like in their file that you can talk well, to I this person. Know. In college, the students are legal adults. They're, that's why, because <laughs> yeah, they're adults. Like, you're n Oh, that seems so weird to me. It's like you have to, you're not mommy anymore. Yeah. You're mom. Like there's a difference. Yeah. Like you're not, you're not in charge of it anymore. You got to let go. Yeah. And so that's, that's a, what I think of when I think of a lawnmower parent is like, you, you cannot contact your child's, your adult child's college professor and demand to, to know why they got a grade. They can go into yeah. office hours and say, can you tell me what I did wrong? I mean, the adult could actually walk in yes. to their professor's mm -hmm. office hours and ask a question of the professor instead of having their parent do it. Precisely. Crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So anyway, lawnmower parents. That's I think that one's funny. Yeah, that is a funny one. And that's one we see sometimes. Yeah. As teachers. Of course. Yeah. Well, we see the whole, run the whole runs gamut. the gamut. Yeah. Yeah. So um, anyhow, what we really wanted to talk about today was what how we consider ourselves um well kind of kind of how we consider ourselves in relation to these but also there's a couple a new, new well, we have a new term mm -hmm. and then a, a newer old term to discuss yeah so first let's talk about free range parents that yes. one is a little bit uh it's some out people there. know it's out there it's it's around um there's an article from the, from NPR that uh, we both... It's funny because we were talking about this and we both read this article. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, oh, I read this article. Yeah. Oh, yeah, me too. Um, it was called To Raise Confident, Independent Kids, Some Parents Are Trying to Let Grow. Let Grow, let yes. Grow. And that's about um, free-range parenting. So... So what does that look like? What is a free-range parent? Yeah, well, this article was about this woman in Portland, which... Hey, I'm from Portland. Yes, cool. Yeah. Um, Portland, you know, is a little hipster, edgy, different. Um, but this has been something that's been going around the whole country. A free-range parent lets their kids go. It's kind of like parenting back in the day. Like my parents talk about, well, I just ran all over town yeah. and, and, you know, rode my bike all day and I had to be back before the streetlights turned on and yeah. those kind of things. And I, I remember growing up like that, too. Like I kind of got to do the same thing you know? i didn't because of where we lived really yeah because we were 20 miles out of town and it was a busy fast road yeah um like highway so well, it wasn't really a highway but you know like 45 miles an hour and it that you know well there was nowhere to go yeah and i think in yeah. smaller towns people are still more likely to do this but in yeah. the larger cities it's definitely something that's more of a controversy yes and this article talked more about the controversy of it like is it an okay thing or not and there's been other reports in the news about people letting their kids you know walk down the street a couple mm -hmm. blocks to the park by themselves and play by themselves mm -hmm. and at what age is that appropriate right a lot of argument with that i believe this article a little boy was seven seven 
Yeah, something like seven, and he was playing in the park by himself. Yeah, but it wasn't. It's not just a, a small park. It's Forest Park, forest which park. is literally, which is like a forest. the largest park in a city in the United States. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, and uh, and it's a forest. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he was playing there by himself, and he was doing stuff like going to the store. Well, which actually, you were doing that. Yeah, I remember we were at a um, at a craft bazaar, um, it right before Christmas, and you and Andrea let Lita, um, go run down to the store. My nine year old get something. Yeah. She's nine. Yeah, and and I thought it was kind of funny that you were so worried about it, and like yeah. said, okay, I'm gonna give you twenty minutes, and if you're not back, I'm gonna be worried. Yeah, but. And I, I mean, at that age, I was able to go and do those things. And I don't know why, like, I get more antsy in our time or I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, I've tried to get to be a little bit more free when we're out and about. Yeah. To let and her in go town and do things. here, yeah. everybody knows who yeah. she is. And so she's going to be passing by people who she knows and waving at them. And they're they're making note, you know, yeah, of where she is. And if something was weird, somebody would. Say, yeah. let me take you back to your mom. It just still freaks me out. Yeah. To a point. I don't know why. Right. I can understand. Like when we went up um, to a larger city about a month ago, I let her walk a couple blocks down and get a coffee for me and get her a hot chocolate and like, you know, go and buy, do that transition. And same thing. I'm like, okay, well, you need to be back in 30 minutes. And mm-hmm. otherwise I'm going to be a little worried. And she was fine, but I still like, mm-hmm. that does right. give me a little bit of anxiety. Yeah. Which is kind of funny with the free range parenting. Because we have joked, you and I both, like, oh, yeah, you know, free range, like, let our kids run around, do whatever. But there are limits. Yeah. I'm um, definitely, I stand back a lot. And I I say things like, so that's what I've, I guess I had the wrong conception of what free range was. Yeah, I think I did too. Yes. Because I didn't think of it as, like, my kid is going to go into town by by themselves. Yeah. I thought of it as... I'm not hovering. Yeah. I'm letting you make your own choices. I'm letting you play your own way. And I'm standing back and watching and saying, Oh man, Gabriel, I just think of Gabriel. I, one day he was, he had a packing strap, you know, like a ratchet yeah. strap, just the, the one, not the ratchet part, but the other half of it. And he's like tying it onto the play structure and he's going to jump and swing like Tarzan. <laughs> so I'm, I'm standing back saying like, no, 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 no. That is a death trap. That's not a wise choice. That's, no. Can we think about this a little harder? But I wanted it. No. No. So I'm thinking that because I'm not hovering and I don't know, other times I've been places and someone said, oh, don't you think that's dangerous? Like, what's the worst that could happen sometimes? It's like they might pinch their fingers or they might like yeah fall over, trip on something. And I'm like, well, they're going to need to learn. Yeah. So that's kind of been my perception of it is that I'm just not cushioning everything yeah but well and i think the free range like where i live out here on the farm you're like yeah go outside and play and often they're not within sight where i can see them i did get them walkie talkies for christmas which has been kind of fun for them and for me to have one if they wander way too far out i can contact them and tell them it's time to come in or they can call for help if needed but they can wander way back out where I can't see them and wander around. And so I'm like, oh, kind of free range. Yes, but no. Yeah. Because you think of it like chickens. 
Yeah, because I think of it like a chicken. Well, they're free-range chickens, right? Well, free-range kids, except that it's still on my land, my mm-hmm. property. I don't have a bunch of neighbors. I don't have anyone, like, driving by. You know, they know their parameters. They're not allowed to go by the road, mm-hmm. you know. Which they do sometimes. Oh, yes, Charlie. But yeah. I had to go across and see the pigs. You know, no. and he had all my kids out there yeah. <laughs> one time. Like, doing? we are not doing this. So that brings us to what we like to call cage-free. Cage so this is our new term. Yes, this is our new term. Also on the theme of chickens. Yes. So Andrea, tell us, what's the difference between a free range and a cage free chicken? So free range chicken, like my chickens, they literally can go anywhere they want. They have no restrictions. They, they just come back because you they, feed them. Yeah, they come back, they go to the coop, whatever. And the problem with free range is that it also means they can also be eaten by coyotes attacked by owls things like that so there's definitely risk involved but for me as a as from a farming perspective i like free range because they're able to eat bugs scratch have freedom of movement they can you know roost up in trees and kind of do what they want as a mm-hmm. as an animal uh however as a parent yeah because they could be like the kid who's playing in forest park uh there was a forest park murderer i don't know yeah. If you, anyone who knows about Portland knows this, but in the 90s, there was someone murdering people in Forest Park. So, no, thank you. Yeah. I mean, they're talking to strangers. Speaking of predators. Just, yeah. You, you know? know, I mean, like they kidnapped, I'm talking about children here. Yeah. Kidnapped. They could be, you know, drowned in a creek. I mean, it just, there's a whole plethora of things Anything. that could happen. They could, like, you know, if they had that ratchet strap, they can hang themselves with it. Whatever. I mean, yeah. Ridiculous stuff. Yeah. And so, kind of, a, that free range kind of gets into that permissive parenting a little bit too but much it, yeah. too much for for, for, for what me. i'm comfortable with mm-hmm. even though you and i've joked for years about oh just free range but yeah. really what i think we really have thought about is what i would call cage free right because in terms of chickens yeah so in, in terms of chickens cage free means that they literally are not pinned into one of those little cages but they are within a cage and yeah. so there are those built-in parameters like those big chicken houses yes yeah and so currently I have half my flock is free range because they've refused to go back in the coop. The other half of my chicken flock is cage free. Mm -hmm. They are restricted to their coop and their large run because there's snow on the ground and the other birds in the area keep trying to get in to get their food. And so we just Mm -hmm. close the coop so they can't just go in and out. Um, And so, again, one set, completely free range, Mm -hmm. open to predators, open to harm. The other ones are pretty dang safe, but yet they have way freedom of movement. Right, and they can be together and Mm -hmm. socialize how chickens do, I guess. And I can observe them much easier Mm -hmm. where they are. I know where they are. Mm -hmm. And so as far as kids are concerned, it's kind of this term that we're talking about, Mm cage-free, which means I'm not hovering over them constantly, but yet there's set perimeters like the road, the fence Mm -hmm. line. I can yep. see them most of the time from where they're at. And even if we're in town, cage-free, like with my daughter, I'm not like, oh, yeah, just go walk around town wherever you want. Come back whenever you feel like it. Yeah, no. Instead, it's set parameters. Mm-hmm. And as she goes out and goes to the store more, and I can trust that that's a safe situation, you know, those parameters can be always widened. Mm-hmm. And say, okay, you have an hour. You can go to these three places and then you'd be back by this time. Mm-hmm. And then you're asking questions when she gets back. Oh, who are you? Who did you see? Yeah. That kind of stuff. So I'm not insisting on driving her and I'm not insisting that she goes with someone. I'm giving her mm-hmm. those freedoms, but within set parameters. So that I would mm-hmm. call that more K 
page free. Yeah, I think that's that's more reasonable too. Because my kids too, it's they're in the yard. There's yeah. a fence. You're in the yard. They're not supposed to climb the fence. Well, Gabriel is always outsmarting me. I feel like he was not supposed to go through the gate, so he started climbing the fence. <laughs> so now it's very specifically you will stay inside of the fence because they like to go into the shop. Oh yeah. So um, and that's not safe. There's lots of sharp tools, yeah. blunt objects that people can get hit with, like horrible stuff in there. So so that's yeah, that's also cage free. It's like you can go outside, you can come back inside when you feel like it. You can climb your play structure as long as you don't Tarzan off of it. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a lot more. And my kids are so much smaller too. Yeah, I mean you have younger kids. I mean yeah. Lita's nine and a half now, so she's definitely earned right more of those freedoms. Right. And I kind of I'm always a lot of times doing kitchen projects and my kitchen window looks right in their backyard. Yeah. So I can see them all. If I can't see them all, I'll go check all the other windows and then go look. Or I'll yell out the window, Where's where's Ziki? or yeah. something. So cage free, I think that's right. Yeah. I, I kinda like that term, you know, I mean and for me, I think I tend to be a little bit more loosey goosey in some ways and my husband is definitely much more of a tiger parent and I'm mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I'm a jellyfish, but I'm definitely tend to be loosey goosier. So yeah. then combined are we a dolphin? I think so. <gasps> Everybody should be a dolphin. I like dolphins. So can you <coughs> like if you're not naturally a dolphin, then can you combine with somebody who's <laughs> Imagine you're like in the dating world, like, well, I'm pretty sure I'm a jellyfish parent. Yeah. So I'm looking for, looking a, for a tiger. Tiger? <laughs> no lawnmowers, please. Yes. <laughs> lawnmowers need not apply. Yeah. <laughs> that would be funny. Which is kind of funny when you're dating talking about parenting is awkward anyway, because People are weird about that. Yeah. But it's important. Yeah, it is. You should kind of know like what yeah. the other person. Yeah. I remember um, when I first started dating my husband, something that caught my attention was that he wanted to eat dinner at the table. And that was really important to me because I feel I have like this thing that I think sitting down at the table and eating dinner is important. Yeah. And he wanted to do that. And I was like, oh, the other men I dated before were like, eh, I eat on the couch, whatever. And I, I liked that. And so that was one thing that was like a check <laughs> in my head. Like, okay, this is good. Your list of qualifications. Yeah, and now he's like obsessive about it. And I'm kind of, sometimes I'm like, dude, it's fine. Yeah. We, it, it's okay. They can eat their peanut butter and jelly sandwich in front of the TV. I don't care. Yeah. But, but he's like, no, we will eat at the table. Which so. is a good thing. I mean, we try yeah. to eat at the table dinner for dinner especially and usually for lunch if it's messy and then breakfast often like we're not huge breakfast eaters so not unless we're having a full sit down eggs and bacon and waffles type of breakfast if it's Mm -hmm. just like a bowl of cereal we're usually watching a morning show or doing something else playing with legos or whatever um well so i guess maybe we should talk about the the benefits of the different types of parenting so something that is important to talk about is internal versus external locus of control okay. for kids. Because what are we trying to do as parents? We're trying to raise the same thing we're trying to do as teachers is create like decent people Humans, yeah. that are going to go out and be productive in society. Um, and kind of that gradual release model. So, you know, by the time they're in college, you're not calling a professor. Um, so what I mean by internal versus external locus of control is that like, if you 
are a tiger parent and you're authoritarian and you make all the choices for your child, they don't know how to make choices. Yeah. So they're going to grow up and go out into the world and not know how to grocery shop. It's kind of like... Or do their laundry. Justin and and he does it out of wanting things to be orderly and neat. So it's like Mm -hmm. he would prefer just to get Charlie dressed in the morning himself rather than let Charlie... So your balance is good too because you're yeah. because they're learning those things. I've had to yeah. give up control before with the clothes too. Because yeah. Gabriel picks the most hideous combinations <laughs> of clothes. The pants with like holes in them and then some ugly shirt and then of course for some reason whenever he picks an ugly shirt his hair is sticking up <laughs> in the back. I don't know why. And then like the dirtiest tennis shoes and he's like I'm ready to go to town mm-hmm. and I'm like Come on, Betty. <sighs> but I have to let him. Yeah. Because it's like, good. You got yourself dressed. You picked all the necessary parts. Socks, underwear, pants, shirt, shoes. Done. The end. Um, <clears throat> so we've got to like give them their own control of their life in a way. Yeah. And I guess that's... So if you're, if you're being a tiger all the time or a helicopter or a lawnmower, they're not learning those skills. But then at the same time, if you're a jellyfish parent your kids aren't learning that there are parameters on life and restrictions and that like that it's not healthy to eat ice cream for breakfast well the impulse control isn't there right yeah and they they don't have to wait they don't have to wait for anything and there's no set rules it's yeah right they don't they think that they should get what they want when they want it instead of learning the delayed gratification thing yeah um, which I think is something all of us work on. I've been, I pick on my husband a lot, but he's bad about that. He's a spender. And so he's, I'm always telling him, what's your goal? What's our goal? This is what we're trying to achieve. This is what we're saving for. When you, I told him something this morning, like think about this when you are tempted to buy something. Yeah. Consider, is it necessary? And that's, that's what we're trying to teach our kids. Basically. It's like, no, you can't have that right now, but you could have it later if we accomplish these things. Yeah. Like, we need to pick up before we sit down and watch TV. Not that that really happens at my house. <laughs> it takes, it will take three to four hours to get all the toys picked up because they, they just can't. Well, they're so little. They're so I mean, little, I know. They don't quite grasp that concept I know. very well yet, like, especially the younger two. I know, and Gabriel is like, with the babysitter and me and Caleb, he's been like running us all like running us around like he's supposed to pick up his toys before he goes to bed but he doesn't want to so he's like and he always gets me because i'm like fine just go to bed so i can be by myself (laughs) (laughs) and so i'll let him and then in the morning the babysitter will try to get him to pick up the toys and he's like oh we're supposed to pick up toys at night oh yeah and then he's like just doing that all the time no, we're not supposed to do that right now. Oh, no, I'll do it in the morning, Mommy. Oh, like, okay, fine. And in the morning, oh, no, we d- we only do that at night. <laughs> <laughs> he knows <Ew>. the system. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so then I guess the other topic there is about free play. Yeah. This is an important thing. Um, I read in one of these articles, now I can't remember which one, that um, kids who don't have enough time for free play are suffer from depression and anxiety like at a really young age and that's dangerous yeah because like once you get started on that stuff it's hard to stop yeah um and so what is free play 
that's kind of part of what um, we're talking about with the free range and, and cage free. If you is it staring at an iPad all day? No. Is it staring at the TV all day? No. <laughs> it's just creative, whatever. I mean, that's sticks are swords, and yeah. and you're building things with rocks you find in the yard. And they have to use their imagination. Yes, yeah. it's imaginative play, which um, we had a good time with this. One of the snow days when I was not in a nasty mood, um, I was just kind of. Like we had everything turned off and I was just letting them play with the toys and I was listening and they were doing all kinds of cool stuff. They made a zombie cooking show. Oh, nice. Yes. They stole all of the, I like I have a corner where I'll put all the soda cans and water bottles until I take them out. Um, They took all of those and they were like pretending to mix things and Rhiannon was making a potion and turning Gabriel into a zombie. (laughs) It was funny. So they did that. There was a meteor shower, which meant that Gabriel was throwing toys in the air and everybody was like putting like things over their heads to block <laughs> them. And then if they got hit by a meteor, they would like go extinct go like the dinosaurs I guess, or what? Go extinct or something. I don't know. But then, um, the cutest part was, so Gabriel is five. Rhiannon is three and Ezekiel is two. And he's just really getting to start talking. Yeah. Um, but he, there was a doll and somebody at some point had drawn on the doll's head with a pink marker. And he found this. And he's like, oh, no, it's an owie. And they ran to the hospital, all three of them, with the baby doll, like holding it out. Um, and the hospital was the bathroom where the Band-Aids were. And they put a Band-Aid on her head and it was <laughs> the cutest thing ever. And he was so concerned. And then he was like holding her so sweetly and kissing the little doll's head and all these things. So this kind of imagination stuff is free play. Yeah. And, and it's important. And I think that's it's really important. I know with us when we have to be home a lot like we have been lately is, you know, we I watch the news for about 30 minutes in the morning. And then I let the kids watch TV for about 30 minutes an hour. Mm-hmm. And then we shut it off for most of the day. Yeah. And I tell them go out and find something to do you can go outside and play you can go up to your rooms which are full of things you can play with each other you can play with the legos mm-hmm. do something but you're not gonna be in front of a screen yeah like screen time really inhibits kids and their imaginations mm-hmm. because they don't have to use their imagination when they're playing a game yeah um oh so my kids will watch you know, a couple episodes of Paw Patrol that are recorded or something. And then when it's done with the recording, it'll just pop back onto the movie scores channel. And so oh, that's it's nice. like, like epic music and it's recognizable, you know, cause yeah. it's a lot of it's from big blockbuster movies. Yeah. And I've loved it too. Cause I'll just be doing dishes. And I'll be like, is that Forrest Gump? I'm like, Oh <laughs> wow. Awesome. And it just like makes you think of the movie and yeah, that's a things. good idea. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. So we've been listening to the TV, which is that's different than watching the TV. Yeah. Just in the last week is time that we've been. And now I'm just kind of leaving it on a lot because it's unobtrusive. It's yeah. not like when you're listening to music that you know the lyrics and you just yeah. are always singing along. It's like. It's like me. I mean, every time you come over, we always have yeah. the radio on. Yeah, you do. You always have nice stuff on the radio. Um, but it's mainly music. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like folk music or classical yeah. or whatever is on. Yeah, like not the a lot of lyrics. channel. Stuff. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. just whatever. Yeah. So. I don't know, with this whole topic of parenting, I always feel like I could do better um, at being a parent. And maybe by the time I'm a grandparent, I'll be I doubt it. way better. I think everybody feels that way. Everybody feels that way, I guess. And you just kind of, I also feel like you either go 
the way that your parents did things in a lot of ways or the opposite. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, shout out to my mom. I think she did a great job. So I do a lot of things the way my mom does. And I take tips from her a lot. Like I remember one time when Gabriel was a baby, it's always about Gabriel. <laughs> um, when Gabriel was a baby, he, you know how babies just flap their hands around yeah. and they'll like hit you in the face, but then they're getting to that age where they need to start controlling that. Yeah. She had him on her lap and he hit her in the face and I went to correct. Yeah. Like I, and I was on the other couch. So I went to correct and she was like, put her hand up like, no, whoever is right in front of him should be the one doing it. Yeah. He doesn't need to get yelled at from all directions. Yeah. And it was like, oh. That's true. Because I also feel that like it takes a village kind of thing. Yeah. And so if you correct my kids, more power to you. If they're messing with your stuff or um, we're at your house, yeah. it's your rules. That's another thing my mom said. They need to learn that there's different rules in different places. Yeah. So I don't know. I believe in all that stuff too. And just kind of that my mom said who they need to learn to listen to whoever is in charge right then, whoever's yeah. in front of them. Which, which gets you to the point of like, I, I don't want kids at school saying, well, you're not my mom. Yeah. Because that's, that's the danger of only my mom can correct me. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. there's a lot of things to think about. Well, that's it's a big job. It is. Well, there's so much when it comes to parenting, hence so many books and articles and everything else being written about it. But today, I think we just kind of tiptoed into it a little bit. I know, skim the surface. We'll talk about kids a lot, probably. Yeah. And our, our, our new term, a new term, cage free, cage free, cage free kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, again, I've kind of decided yep. to slip away from that free range. I don't think that's what I am. Yeah. It's not, we're not truly free range. Neither one no. of us because no. yeah, I'm not letting a five-year-old walk down the road. No, but cage free. Yep. Freedom with parameters. Yep. I think that's the healthy way to go Yeah, for sure. Yep. Let them make mistakes. Yeah. Learn from them. But mm-hmm. anyway, thanks for listening to another episode of The Root Cellar. And we'll be back again next week. Thank Tune you. in. Thank you.